This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Brought to you by Culligan of Lincoln. You need to move more like a doll. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Nathan Brennan. We are off and running here on a Friday. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it is myself, Jake Bakovin, and Nate Brennan. You can uh, always chime in on the conversations that we have today. Honda Vlegan Hotline and Sarder Hammond Text Line 402-464-5685. I think we got a fun one coming up for you today. I've got uh, We're going to start doing uh, top tens uh, at the 325 segment or around that time. Uh, and uh, up until Big Ten Media Days, which is my favorite days of the summer because I'm a college football nerd, right. uh, we're going to preview some of the teams. And we're going to start with teams that maybe Nebraska doesn't play in the Big Ten so that you're ready for Big Ten media days. And we're going to start with Ohio State, which is the, the most exciting team, honestly, to talk about because their stats left and right. They've got a, a new defensive coordinator to look to fix that defense, the number one offense in the nation, and just guys everywhere. So that'll be fun to talk about here at about 325. And then at the, the final segment, we'll talk about the old Gold Knights, your Nebraska Huskers. We're going to go back <laughs> in time. The Corn Man. Back with box history lessons. Yeah, this is before the Corn Man. Uh, uh. It's kind of fun, uh, the different stories to start Nebraska football. But I believe these, there was two games, two victories. And I believe they count towards Nebraska's all-time victories. So they count just as much as last year's and Nebraska's game. still top 10, top 10, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I what, think they're they probably five? seven, eight, somewhere around there now. Seven, eight. It's been hard over the years to watch the other teams eclipse them, but uh, I think there's uh, they're part of the 900 club, and there's only maybe well, seven, eight. I know fraudulent Michigan is number one, which it's not really fraudulent. Uh, it is fraudulent, just like their national championship. <laughs> they have what one national championship, but they have the most wins of all time. That means nothing to me. Nebraska's number eight. How dare you at nine oh eight? Well, fielding Yost, former Nebraska. No, I know you well. defend Michigan, which I'm a big is ridiculous. No, 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 no. Michigan, <laughs> Michigan is a bunch of frauds. Also, Wing which is helmet. interesting. Beautiful number seventeen. VTech. Yeah, wow, that's actually yeah. not too bad. That's, isn't that's it? Isn't too bad. Where's uh, Nebraska? You say Nebraska is number eight, but Penn State's number seven. So Penn State has nine oh nine. Nebraska yeah. has nine oh eight. So when Penn State goes four and eight this year, and Nebraska goes nine and three, we'll be having a different discussion this time next year. I don't like talking about Penn State's total victory count, anyways. Why is that? Obvious reasons. Well, okay. Well, how many of them should have counted or whatever? But. Right, right. How many should be rescinded? Right. It's more, yeah, yeah, and was for a while. It seems like, but well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, but all that aside, you know, it's total victories. Victories did happen, and so I, I it suppose is what that it is. that's fair. All I know is Michigan is fraudulent, and I stand by that. What is that? Go, go ahead and run through the tops there. So it's Michigan. And how one. far Nebraska is away from them? Nebraska is not too far. So if we look at number one, that's nine seventy six. Michigan. Nebraska is at nine oh eight. So they're sixty eight behind. You like that quick math? Yeah. So Michigan <laughs> number. one. 
1-800-941-976. You like that? Yeah. Finance major. Don't Finance. you forget there it, is. Bach. Double yeah. major. That's how it's done. That's the way a Virginia to do it, Tech kids. education. Yeah. Yep. If Not you necessarily be, at Virginia Tech. But well, <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, that's the thing. If you want to be on local radio, get a major in finance, too, so then you can or do quick else. math on the fly <laughs> well, yeah. and not use your education, but you'll sound cool on the radio. It doesn't have to be finance, but I definitely would double major for a backup plan. See? There yeah. you go. There you go. Uh, Alabama, 942, so at Nebraska's 908, that would be 34 behind Alabama. Uh, all right, uh, I'm not catching them too quickly. No. Yeah. So Alabama, Ohio State, 3. Notre Dame comes in at 4 at 929. They were number one for a while. I think it was in the 90s they might have gotten past. I'm not entirely sure on that. 402-464-5685. Help me out on that text line. When was Notre Dame? Because they were number one for a while. Oklahoma, 928. They're tied with Texas at number six, which is interesting because they're obviously both going to the SEC together. Penn State, one above Nebraska wow. at 909. Nebraska, obviously, but at 908. There's, so there's a quite a gap between Penn State there's and Nebraska a gap. and Oklahoma. Well, here's Texas. the big gap is you have Tennessee and USC both at 856 at 9 and 10. So yeah. that rounds out your top 10 in their – Da, 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 44, 52 wins below Nebraska. Hmm. So that's, that's a pretty wide – as bad as Nebraska has been, I am somewhat confident that Tennessee and USC will be behind Nebraska. Maybe not for eternity because that's a long time, yeah. but that's, that's a very wide gap to bridge, especially you would think that Nebraska isn't going to be a 3-9 football team for that much longer. <laughs> but I hope not. No, I, yeah. that's what I'm speaking it into existence now. Nebraska's not going to be a three and nine team for too much longer. Yeah, that year, uh, that year really stung as far as total victories go, as we know. But, that hurt. Yeah. That and that a lot of Penn State to pass. No, that's the thing is obviously that's what had Penn State surpass them. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, maybe you could catch Texas, Oklahoma. You might be kind of screwed. But then if you drop all the way down to seventeen. Virginia Tech. <laughs> we don't need to drop down to It's at 7.63. Who's at 16? Are you, are you on the, are you the 16, precipice of a Texas A&M, which is 7.66. Oh, there you and go. And I would love to pass Texas A&M. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, Screw you, Jimbo. Team Saban. Actually, I don't know if I'm Team Saban. Oh, yeah. No, I'm Team Saban. You're Team Saban. I'm Team Saban. Even Are though you? he came out and, and said it. As he like should he have. It. Because he he's entirely right. Whether Jim Jimbo wants to admit it or not, or however he interprets paying his players, it's not a coincidence that Texas A&M has a number one recruiting class. He's paying them one way or the other. Whether it's by the rules now or whether it's not, he is paying the team yeah, to get what he it's, has. It's weird. Like coaches, obviously, are struggling. A lot of you know the older school coaches are struggling with the transition to the NIL uh, stuff that's going on and and how to even like process it. But schools around the nation are just doing a better job of putting this stuff together. Uh, I know Iowa wasn't the first one to do this, but uh, they just recently announced the other day um, that they've got a NIL collective um, going. Let's see if I can find it because I took a screenshot of it. Because anything, anything time Iowa does something good, I got to screenshot it and uh, make sure to notice it. Um, but uh, yeah, so they had they they basically got a subscription based NIL service. Um, so you can be part of their, I think they call it like the Iowa City package or whatever. Interesting. Meet the players, get special different uh, different deals to go to do that. So it's kind of like subscribing to an on three or something, but just for NIL. Just with the, but it's to the football team. Like you're going to get right, football right, team right, benefits. Right. You know, d you know, maybe a game, you get to go pregame at this special building where only mm -hmm. these guys are allowed in, uh, meet some of the players. So kind of like that. you're a booster without being a booster. Yeah, you're a booster. Just You're basically You don't have to booster. pay as much to be a booster. I think. Right. It's like two thousand dollars a year. Oh, well, that's because uh, 
boosters paid. Oh bit, yeah, quite yeah. a bit more than two thousand dollars. <laughs> well, year. I mean, I think if you give the if you give the uh, university a thousand bucks, you're you're a booster. You did it. Oh, I don't know that four two four six four five six eight five. Well, how much do you have to give to a university to be considered a booster? You're not going to be a. It's got to be more than a thousand. You're not going to be part of the collectives that are like. Like calling the shots, yeah. yeah. Like who's co- how much do you have to pay to be calling the shots? Oh, you got to pay a lot for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> six figures, maybe. Probably if you're in the six figure range, I would say you're helping call the shots. Well, and it depends on what college you're at too. Some of them you might get a little cheaper. To I mean, if you're at like Akron paying a hundred thousand dollars, you basically are the president. Yeah, like, <laughs> you basically decide what happens with the football program. You can change the uniforms if you want to. You should honestly. That's my life goal: is to make enough money where I can go into like Toledo and be like, we're going to be purple and gray now. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> why not? Yeah, because there's got to be someone attention. that probably does that. I, I, I still can't get over the fact. I watched a, a Tim Miles game, and I, 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 all I watched was a few minutes of it at San Jose State. And the basketball they had looked like one that you'd find in a garage that was like ten years old. <laughs> I'm talking about an outdoor ball, and I'm not kidding. Oh my god! Like, and they were saying that like they they were commenting on it. They're talking about like how they don't have a great fund and all that. And I'm like, you don't need a great fund. Ask me to go buy you like a forty dollar ball. <laughs> yeah, like I'll miles. buy you an Evolution. <laughs> yeah. outside right now. Like you can get them at Dick's Sporting Goods for sixty dollars. And then the NCAA tournament too. Remember they had those bright orange balls. That was terrible. Which reminded oh god, everybody of the five dollar Walmart. Balls. I know they were I a lot. Know. Better than that, they were like evolution balls. I, I think, think they were evolutions, or maybe but they would have been under. They looked like know. those five dollar <laughs> Walmart balls. Or Which whatever. I was like, "What are we doing?" Because I played a lot of rec basketball in my day, and there was always nothing worse than having the terrible basketball. Like, yeah, there's nothing worse than a player. lump on it. And I can't even <laughs> imagine these kids playing Division One basketball and being like, "Well." You could go to your park down the street and find a kid dribbling this basketball on the concrete. Yeah. Like that. That's, that's bad. really what it looked like. That's bad. Which is sad. Also, Craig says, sorry, you missed a zero, which no, no, I didn't miss a zero. Well, he, he, said missed, he five. missed a zero. He, he was saying he said originally oh, 15,000. Oh. They said, oh, never mind. I missed a zero. 150,000 to be. But that sounds about right. I would say. You can booster me and pay off my house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just give it to us instead so you can listen to us forever on yeah. the ticket. Yeah. Wouldn't we- you rather have that than deciding what Nebraska football does with their money? Come on. We need to start our you. NIL fund. If you if you start giving me more money, I'll be more positive. <laughs> if you start that? giving me more money, I'll... Uh, see, I can't even be more positive than this because yeah, I'm going to start talking nonsense. Stop, talk less Virginia Tech, maybe? <laughs> no, I can't do that. <laughs> no, that's too My, my yeah. people in Blacksburg would get mad at me. They would say, no, you've lost your way. Shout what out to our Blacksburg to listeners. Are there, are that there is true. Any? I am always curious of that. Shout out to our Blacksburg listeners if you're listening right now because they're probably like, wow, he's still fighting the good fight. Yeah. Which they haven't gotten a hold of me. Actually, that is true because I will go back to some of my buddies from high school and college and be like, "I'm telling you right now, Nebraska's going to be good." And they're obviously I haven't followed Nebraska. Like they were three and nine last year. I'm like best three and nine team of all time, and they hate hearing that. So I'm going to stick with it. Nine and three, nine and three. That's all they need to know. Well, it's like uh, you know, Alex called in the other day and he's you know he's going to college out of state and he was saying he's right. trying to get people going on the Nebraska get him on the bandwagon. Wagon. It's hard to get people going now. I think you know it is or to believe at least well, at this point. That's the problem is I put basically all my credibility on the line saying nine and three because see at least here people are like okay like this guy's kind of a moron but I can get behind him drinking the Kool Aid. People in Virginia don't care, so I'm basically putting right. my entire <laughs> reputation on Nebraska Your Virginia reputation. going nine and three and. 
I sure as hell hope that that's going to happen because I've also said Virginia too. Tech's going to go four and eight. Yeah, so you're not. I'm you're going not, like polar. Opposites. You're like taking all the Kool Aid for Nebraska and not giving any of it. back I know. To your alma mater. So I'm taking shots at my own football program and saying Nebraska, which I've lived in for a little over a year, is going to be the second coming of Tom Osborne years. Which you won't get to that point, but maybe if you give it like five years, if Nebraska goes nine and three this year, that's probably the worst case scenario for me because I will be saying playoff next year. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I will be saying oh. something out late. If Nebraska actually goes nine and three, it's going to get bad. But that's this what, show's going to be that's entertaining. What's fun about right. that record, that category is like ah, you're a few tweaks away. Seriously, you just missed a game or two here, right? And if you play Michigan and Oklahoma like you did last year, and you go nine and three, we're talking playoff. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm. T- I will be the first person to say playoff. Speaking of playoffs, I did want to get to this. Um, I think that the the, the the super conferences, which are already here, and you know, They're sixteen here. teams. That's that. Those are super conferences. So even if they, whether they don't expand more, um, or get to this bottom line of of you know having two conferences basically run college football, um, I think they've killed one idea of the college football playoff, which is the idea that if you have an eighteen playoff, sixteen playoffs, whatever it is, that the conference champion should automatically be in. You know, that was kind of your old idea, the five conference champions. And there's a chance that you still have somewhat of, you know, four or five major conferences. The ACC could hold. Maybe they'll lose a few teams, but grab a few. Um, the Big 12, Pac-12 merger. It looks, looks like it's a big... It's probably going to happen. Looks like it could be a big a big four there. Um, and then the Mountain West, actually, while everybody else is panicking and losing money and all this <laughs> other stuff, the Mountain West is like, this is glorious for us. We're going to jump into the Power Five. We're going to grab Ooh. Oregon State and this Ooh. team and that team. And I don't know about that. I don't think it'll be a Power Five, but it will be uh, beneficial to the Mountain West Conference. Maybe, because they also could get picked apart. If there if there's not a merger between the Pac-12 and Big 12, then the Mountain West teams will get picked apart between the schools, I believe. Well, it's interesting because if you're Cincinnati or UCF, are you somewhat regretting this decision? I bet you if Cincinnati, UCF, who was the third team? Houston. If they would have all stayed in the American, that would have been your fifth Power 5. If you would have had your Big 12 and Pac-12 yeah. merge, because they would have been even smaller than they're going to be in, what, 2024 or 2025 when these teams actually do join. So now it's going to be a serious super cut. It's going to be like 16 teams. If they would have stayed put in the American, I bet you they would have bumped it up to a Power 5. See, I think they the, had to. I think the opposite of that. I think that the Big 12 is regretting adding those teams. Really? Yeah, because now you've got the Pac-12 out there. You could have grabbed, like, you don't have to, like, fake your way into, like, hey, these teams could one day compete with the Power 5. It's like, okay, we grabbed a bunch of Power 5 teams. We had a merger. We don't have the best brand names, brand recognition, because you might lose Oregon and Washington or whatever, and, you, and you've lost UCLA yeah, and USC and obviously yeah. Oklahoma and Texas from the Big 12. But you're not, like, trying to convince us, like, Cincinnati's ready. UCF is ready. No, it's like, okay, we know <laughs> right. Washington. It's it's kind of silly because those programs have been better, but we know Washington State's a Power 5 team. We've, you know, we're used to it. Right. So it, there's no, like, convincing, hey, this conference is really a Power 5. Again, I think the idea of Power 5 is dead, though. I, I think that that's moved along, and I think because of that, the conference championship, um, and, and not not now, for the next few years, we got yeah, this transition period not where yet. there is the Power Five, but I mean, into the future, once these super conferences take hold, I just don't see a model of, you know, every conference champion gets in, regardless of almost how much you expand. Even like, even if you went to 16-team playoff, I don't know. They can't go 16. 
They, they I hope, hope not, there's but no there way. is a possibility. Not with the super conferences, no, because Tiny Pig brings this up, and I don't necessarily agree. He says so. Super conferences eliminate the need for a playoff. No, I no. think it'll make the playoff look different, though. I wouldn't be surprised if SEC had their own fourteen playoff. Big Ten had their own fourteen playoff. You have an overall champion, and they play each other in the national championship. I think that an NFL style model, I think, is the yeah. most realistic option here. I could see that, but I'm not I, like <laughs> I. I don't know what I want because sometimes we just like to be right. Uh, but what and, and I've said for years, I see it going down to two conferences. But I do see a glimmer of hope as some of these other conferences staying. Uh, and then you move forward and you get like an expanded playoff, like a 16-team playoff or a 12-team playoff a where you get four Big Ten teams, five SEC teams, a Big 12 team, and two ACC teams uh, or something like that, Ooh. you know, depending on the year. But I think that that's what, that's what the super the super conference model to me um, forces expanded playoffs because it's more of an NFL model. It's more like you're not going to expect Oklahoma um, to go undefeated anymore. To, to, to earn their way to the playoffs. I when they're playing Texas A&M and Texas and Alabama and Florida and Georgia and Tennessee. And, like, and same thing for USC. You're playing Ohio State and Michigan and Nebraska and Wisconsin and Iowa and, like, all this, you know, so I think that it, if you, I think it's, it means what I hated all along, which is an expanded playoff. And the reason I hate that, again, and Rico makes fun of me for saying this, is because of the importance of the regular season. And I'll say it just in this term, and I know NFL's, more popular and a bigger sport and all that. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the regular season doesn't mean as much. I don't think there's really any arguing that. Um, and it just like turns down your level of excitement for the matchup. For for instance, like Alabama and A&M, which we talked about. That could ruin that, that game. I mean, you got to take care of business everywhere else. But that game could ruin either Alabama or Texas A&M season. It probably won't, but it could. I mean, if you you only got four if that's teams your only loss, in. though, if that if that's Alabama's only loss in the season, I'm telling you right now, it's be right because they've expanded to four, right? Which again right. has already belittled the the regular season, right? But at the same time, there's no perfect model, but I think that I don't mind. I that, like the four teams. I don't I think mind it's the perfect. expansion to four because it's yeah, yeah. I like it too because it's it's not as limiting as the two team playoff. Uh, or the BCS, excuse me, um, because there was always like a third team or a There's fourth always team an odd man out. that has There's an argument. There's always an odd man out. Um, and whether that's a team going undefeated from a lower conference or – the second, like one team ran the table, and there's like five other one loss teams. Boise State, from. shout out Kellen like, Moore. Who are you gonna pick from? So I don't mind the the four team expansion or whatever. But in any case, you understand the gravity of that Texas A and M Alabama game is much more important um, than like some of the NFL games that we're looking forward to. And it's, it's got some run, like the the Browns and the Panthers in Week One. How amazing is that now that Baker Mayfield? Is uh, is going to be basic? Well, the Browns are actually paying him to try to beat the Browns. <laughs> yeah, I saw what, that. Is what boils down half to half a million dollars in um, week one. You also have insanity. like the Broncos and Seahawks in week one. The problem with the oh, NFL awesome. model or like the having a, a big playoff and a long season is it doesn't matter who wins those games at all. They really, I mean, you want a good start. You know, it, it ultimately you might be positioning, but like it's not it's not the end of the world at all if you lose. Whereas if Alabama loses to Texas A and M. They will be. It's an uphill climb. It's a huge uphill it's climb, an uphill and they will climb. be frustrated. And without the, I, I suppose, without the built-in advantages that Alabama gets for A and M, it's like dead. You're dead in the water. Alabama's going to win the division, uh, and I mean, you're going to have to get a lot of help to get into a four-team playoff. Once they have these super conferences, and I think you have to expand from there because you're going to have the situation that I brought up. Maybe one one-loss team, five two-loss teams. You know, three, three lost teams because they're all playing the the biggest brands in college football. 
Um, so I think you have to expand. It's just going to kill the gravity of that situation. The other part of an expanded playoff that I don't know, like some people see the playoffs uh, as like it will help uh, help like teams feel like they, they did something, like had a successful season without winning the championship. And that's what I like about college football is that you already have that. I don't feel like you need a playoff to extend that. Uh, if I'm arguing, like compared to the NFL to college football, and I know there's a lot more college football teams, so that that is part of this. But if I said who had good seasons in the NFL last year, like seasons that they're very proud of, I'd basically say the Rams and uh, the Bengals. And all of that is based off playoff success. It doesn't have much to do with regular season. Um, there's a few other teams you could throw in there, like the Bucks. historically don't get 13 wins in the regular season, but they're coming off a Super Bowl. It wasn't necessarily the most successful. The Packers had a good regular season record. They've had good regular season records forever. It's not helping them out. Lost in the first round of the playoffs yeah. again. The Bills, I would say, maybe is an example of a good regular season just because they've been down for so long. Um, but in football, in college football, I could say Georgia, Cincinnati, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Wake Forest, North Carolina State, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Utah, Utah State, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Louisiana. You know, you get what I'm saying? There's a lot of teams uh, that can have successful seasons, and that's what I like. Is with without an expanded playoff, there's less attention on the playoff winner, and the grand prize is still the, the king of the sport. But like, you can have success stories without having it revolve all around the championship. Uh, the only thing that I will I will push back on that, and one, I, I think it's the same in college football. If Alabama didn't make the playoff, if they just made the Peach Bowl, then Alabama's not considering that a good season. Just like the Packers, who were the number one overall seed, your right. expectations go super. I think it's like very Ohio similar. State last right, year. Right, it's very similar in that sense. But the only pushback against, I have against that is – under normal circumstances, if you made a BCS or a New Year's Six Bowl, that's a successful season. If you win one of those, that's huge. Right, right. Like if if Nebraska went tomorrow and played in the Sugar Bowl and won the Sugar Bowl, fans would be jumping for joy. But the problem that you've done and you've created, and money has a lot to do with this, the how they've handled the college athlete, how bowl games are are, are viewed, set up, yeah. and how they're viewed, has killed that. And that's part of the problem is. There was a Peach Bowl last year that the two best players that were going to be on the field didn't play. Mm -hmm. So you can have a successful season if you're Pittsburgh and you make it to the, the Peach Bowl. Congratulations. They don't care if they win it. Like We've created this scenario that if you're not in the college football playoff, it doesn't matter. And that's my only pushback right. against that. And that's the one thing that I do think an expanded playoff would add to. But this is the thing, too. If you have two super conferences, and on top of that you have an expanded college football playoff, do bowl games mean anything? No. Unless you're, like, an Akron is a perfect right. example, or a Toledo. Do you really care if you're West Virginia and you make the 6-6, six no. six, what, at Renaissance no, Bowl? An ex, an you don't care. A further expanded playoff would kill that. And it would kill it. I mean, it, it already does. I mean, that's why you have the problem to me is that there's nothing more, I guess, sad <laughs> as a college football fan than the day after the college football playoff semifinals. Because they're usually December 31st or whatever. And then you have your New Year's Day Bulls. They're trying to hold on to that. Like, hey, it's New Year's. This is, I love this the is New Year's Six Bulls. I love them. I, I generally them. do. I love them. But there's something about that feeling of, like, I'm watching meaningful football on the 31st. Now there's a lot more games on the 1st. None of them mean a thing. But that's what's so frustrating is I feel like teams and players have created that, not as much fans. Because I think at least me personally, well, I don't know. football player created that. We could ask other people too. Like, there's still intrigue if I see 
Who was the Sugar Bowl last year? Was it Utah, Ohio State, I believe? That's the Rose Bowl, yeah. The Rose Bowl, excuse me. That's awesome. I am tuning in for that it game. It was, but nobody if, played in those games That's the either. thing is if all the players are playing, I'm tuning in 100% absolutely. And I don't know what the incentive is to get these players to play. I'm assuming it would be some type of monetary incentive. If yeah. you play and you win, you get 20K. I don't know. I'm just throwing that number out there. And I don't know now that NIL is a thing and it's acceptable in college football, can you allow that? But that's the thing is from a fan's perspective, if – Kenny Pickett and uh, Kenneth Walker were playing in the Peach Bowl. I would be tuned in on my television, eating popcorn, watching the entire game. Once both those guys decided they weren't going to play, I couldn't care less. I yeah. couldn't. And I, and, and the thing is, you expand the playoff more and more, like your scenario, you're going to kill it even more. Near mm-hmm. Six Bowl, what, what does that, what does well, that even mean? Well, you kill the Bulls, but like you said, you do bring back, um, well, first of all, the, the players will play in the playoffs. Uh, and you bring back kind of the importance. So, I mean, I can see it on both sides. And I, you know, I still, to me, like the model of, um, I like the 14 model, to be honest, because like you said, it gives you a little bit of leeway with the mistakes you had. But I always liked the regular season in the BCS era because like a September upset was like, you're out, sorry, you're done. <laughs> Appalachian State beats so, Michigan, yeah. you're done. It was it's over. so important. Every game felt like a playoff. And, but uh, that's the more the- you expand, the less it feels like that, but then you at least get more postseason. And, and that's where the money is. That's where, that's where college basketball, that's where any money is, the mm-hmm. postseason. And that's why they're trying to expand it again, surprise, for more money. Shocker. Yeah. But the BCS bowl games were awesome. They were too, yeah. BCS bowl games, like a BC, like a Sugar Bowl, was was the cream of the crop. That yeah. was what you wanted to watch. And it's just it's sad to see it go. But you know my favorite playoff scenario, and no one ever says it, six. Hmm. I love six. It's not bad. Two buys. Two buys. Yeah. I like the first two buys. Because, again, I don't want to see Alabama curb stomp Cincinnati. That does hold the, the importance of the regular season. It holds the importance of the – you want to get the buy. You want to get an extra week to prepare. It avoids the situation where a UCF or Cincinnati plays in Alabama. I don't care to see that. But, absolutely, last year, what would your scenario have been? Let's say Cincinnati, just to make sure they're in the playoff, you push them to a six. Michigan's your three seed. I'm entertained. 100%. Give me Cincinnati versus Michigan. I think that would have been a great game. Cincinnati versus Alabama? Yeah. Oh, and that's I don't care. That's ultimately care. the problem of any sort of expansion that you have is whether it's, you know, worth or, you know, you know, whether they've they've earned it or whatever. The 16th, the 12th, the 8th, <laughs> probably up until the 6-4 theme have no shot against the top teams. There's no reason to expand competitively. One, because the top teams have earned already the right more so than those other teams. And the other, because the top teams are significantly better than the remaining teams in the playoffs. But right. uh, regardless, more money uh, is going gonna, is gonna to draw the, the playoff to expand, so we'll see that. A couple of people off the text line pointing out, yep, yeah, we'd be all thrilled if Nebraska made a game like the Rose Bowl game. Oh, that would be awesome. We'd be thrilled, but the problem is, like, like you just said, We'd all be thrilled, and then Casey Thompson and O'Shawn Mathis would sit. They out. wouldn't because if if Nebraska has a good enough season to go to the Rose Bowl, there's no shot Casey Thompson is not. Oh, going they to do. Play. This is and O'Shawn Mathis do the same thing. Oh no, no, no. Oh, and I don't blame him either. That's that the right. thing. That Kenny Pickett sat out. Kenneth Walker sat out. Matt Corral, as it turns out, 
should have sat out. <laughs> he got that's hurt. That's the problem with the. That's the problem with all this. Right. So uh, it's you know it it and, and that's like somebody else points out. It's only a handful of teams that don't get excited about a New Year's Six Bowl: Bama, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Notre Dame. For these teams, it's national championship or nothing. That's true. But again, to individual players, I don't care if you play for that's Georgia or Michigan State, like we saw last year. Michigan State, I'm sure, was excited to be there, but it kills it quite a bit when Kenneth Walker sits out. And the, even a better example is Pittsburgh. When's right. the last time Pittsburgh was good enough to make it to a New Year's Six Bowl? A decade? Longer? Oh, yeah. And then you throw, uh, probably last time since they had Larry Fitzgerald. And then you throw Kenny Pickett, who's a first-round draft pick. For those fans at Pittsburgh, eh, Pittsburgh maybe not as much because they don't have great fans to play at Heinz Field. Don't even have their own field for <laughs> crying hey, out loud. That's awesome. I love no, 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 no. I hate when you do I'm that. A and big Heinz Miami Field play, guy. Miami plays at Hard Rock, too, yeah, don't yeah. they? No, I hate UCLA that. UCLA plays at the Rose Bowl. Get out of here. Get your own stadium. If like Pittsburgh, if I'm a fan of Pittsburgh and you have this once in a generation, maybe not generation, once in a decade scenario where you're making your six bowl, I'm amped. I'm hype. But if I'm Kenny Pickett, hell no, I'm not playing. Someone's telling me in my ear I'm going to make $20 million to be a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Hell no, not I'm suiting up. Not for an exhibition, up. why? Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't blame him for a second. No. And and for them, the, champ- the, the big goal or the, the get-to was the ACC championship, which they did. Um, but again, like somebody else points, Jalen Smith's injury, Jack Butt, or Jake Butt's injury. Yeah. There's a lot of bowl game injuries now to point out that have hurt careers. That Jalen Smith one, he was going to be the number two overall pick oh, in the yeah. draft and ended up being the second round. Yeah. And, yeah. and Jake Butt never got anything going in yeah. the NFL after yeah. his injury either. So um, it, there's that. I mean, it's not like just complaining at the players to complain at the players and they have nothing to go with it. Like there's history now of, of several guys. Matt Corral is a good example. He probably yeah. dropped a little bit too. Oh, I'm sure he did. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to start our countdown to Big Ten Media Days by previewing the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, who, by the way, fun fact, Nebraska held the number one offense to the lowest point total next or last year. We'll preview that next coming up on the Ticket Water Cooler.